Hey, everybody from PayPal. Uh, we got a lot of names here, and we're super grateful, and we want to read them. So sit down for a minute because it's going to be a while. You ready, Gary? I am. And just to uh, keep in mind, we are using the names off your PayPal account. So some of them look like they're business names, but you'll know who you are, and we really appreciate you. Take it yeah, away, Yeah, we Ray. do. Wow. You want me to go first? Go for it. Okay, Jim Treadway. Thanks. Paint right. Thanks. Grace Johnson. Zach Fortenay. Courtney McConnell. Corey McConnell. Him too. Wyndham, Thank you. Linda Moore. Linda. Is that, what I, is that not yeah. what I said? No, you didn't say Linda. Say it now. Sorry, Linda. Linda Moore. All right, take this one too, Gary, because I'm going to hack it all up. Cali- Calico Kitten. Calico Kitten Jewelry. Jewelry. Thank you, Calico Kitten. Mark Palmer. Amanda Graff. Jack Stanford. Steven. Say the last name. Zavala. Brian White. James Cogashall. Libaldo Rodriguez, Courtney Anderson, thank you. Jorge Bandana. I think it's just Banda. Amy Williams, Tanya Tomashesh. Jorge Bandana. <laughs> Banda. Thank you, Jorge. Don Metz, Janelle Lynn, Ian Norville, Glenn Spangler. Amy Winton, Jeffrey Miller, James Cockle, Craig Woods. You got this one, buddy. Kevin Olazeski. Olazeski. Sean Ville. Lisa Grossman. Haley Cathy. Jeffrey Remy. AJT Graphics. Dean Doherty. David Goldstein. Rachel DeWing. Fuerte, Fuerte Graphics. Fuerte Graphics. Which means strong in Spanish. Allison Jaminick. Asher Botcher? Boucher, maybe? Boucher? Botcher? Gotta love the water boy. Hey, David. I knew a guy named um, Botcher, though. Adam Botcher. Well, Asher, thank you so much. Maybe they're related. Whatever your name is. Sorry about this. Jennifer David. Cooper? What about David? David Biome, Rob Hisop, Dennis August, Stephen Atunusio, Warren Gray, Jared Shields, David Johnson. Uh... Promote Shiverloo. Thank you time. so much. Tom, Tom Graf. Graf. Jinx. Andrew Ray. Mary Brennan. James Cogashell. Robert Weisberg. Adi Grilly. Daniel Levinson. Jessica Gray. Lars Skogan. Graham Long. Ryan Oeney. Kirk Jorgensen. Robert Rubery III. Great name. Ron Ryman. Scott, Scott Wells, Jinx again, Seanville again, two Seanvilles. Thank you, Sean. That means you donated twice. And you know what? Somebody else did, too. Yeah, I think I've seen a couple uh, couple in here. Uh, so thank you to everyone who donated twice. Brendan Kennelly, Tracy Giafarnaco, Joseph Gustafson. Doug McKeegan. Doug McKeegan. McKeegan. Craig Moorhead. Greg Davis. J.J. Schultz Music. Susan Lorenz. Jeff Askins, John Whatley, Dustin, Dustin Moore, Jacob Trunk, again, name, and Kevin Frazier. Thank you all so very much for donating. Uh, a lot of people donated after Ray and Jim were on Adam's show, and we greatly appreciate it. But please continue to keep Thanks it up. Thanks for the mercy, and please listen. That's a big deal. Absolutely. Really. I mean, if you're going to donate, listen. 
and please send, send us emails and and tweet at us with questions and topics you want to hear discussed. We really want this to be interactive, and Jim wants to hear from you guys. So thank you all That's for listening. That's why he's here. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all very much for listening to this extended list of names. We'll look forward to. Uh, to more donations and more fun life lessons in the future. We look forward to hearing from you again. And thank you so much. Please, please get in much, touch with us. Much, much, much gratitude. No joke. This week on Ace on the House. Well, let's start the tour. We're outside of the shop. Uh, a lot of people have been asking us uh, since the remod what's been going on, and we've been talking about it, but we haven't shown it to you yet, so we're now going to show it to you. I'll be your host. That's my co-host, Ray Oldhoff. Sidekick. Sidekick. Partner in crime. Uh, First, the block, Ray. Tell us about it. Check out an all-new episode of Ace on the House this Saturday. Or visit aceonthehouse.com. Only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Welcome, podcasters. As we begin our show, we always begin with our jazz series. And uh, we're going to do two tunes, one uh, starting and one finishing the show. Anyway, one is One Mint Julep. It's a Count Basie um, arrangement. Uh, He was a wonderful Kansas City band that went for many decades, and it was loved by jazz people. Uh, Added a lot to the big band sound of jazz, mostly the Kansas City blues. The other one is um, Henry Mancini. Um, Second one will be Moon River, very famous from a movie. Jazz went into the movies and took a lot of music out of the movie um, uh, scores. This is Moon River, and it's by a wonderful uh, composer. Uh, Johnny Johnny Mercer did the words, and... um, um, Henry Mancini did the music. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer.
Okay, welcome podcasters. As we begin our show today, um, I want to move to a topic. We've been kind of in a, a world of ideas, um, starting from the uh, from the age of uh, sages. We've been kind of moving down, but I'm going to change something today. I'm going um, to go into. Um, we may return to that. If, we hear from you if you want to see how the world was shaped by great ideas through the centuries. But I want to move off to, into a father and son relationship. This is a big one uh, for all of us, for whether we our fathers are alive or someday or if we are a father or someday we'll be a father. It's really um, an important area. The father-son, so let me give you a little background and Ray and I will move in with our own experiences of father, fatherness. The father-son relationship has been played down, downplayed and um, understudied for a long time by people in my field, psychologists and psychoanalysts, novels. Uh, they focused on was thought to be a more essential relationship was mother. So fathers got pushed to the background for a long time, since the Industrial Revolution. Before that, was really caught up into real stereotyped cultures. But from, from, um, from the Industrial Revolution on, um, scholars and people got interested in <coughs> what is the father's role, since mother and child have been the most studied of all. But in recent years, there has been increasing interest in, in ways that fathers interact with sons and how the relationships, uh, how it evolves and how it affects the father and son relationship and development. So we're going to kind of hone in on that today. So for the next maybe couple of weeks, I don't know how long it will take us, we'll start to explore uh, fathers and sons, um, particularly the essential events for the emotional and intellectual development of a man in the family, his father being the model of, um, of that in the family. So first of all, as we know right from the beginning that becoming a father is a lengthy, very subtle, highly complex process of development. Long, my long experience with patients grappling with, the, with emotions which are often, often blamed on mothers and uh, demonstrates how this has been going on for quite a while. But father's been in the background. The mother has taken the blame for most pathologies in family. Fathers have been considered, um, not, they're not enough present even to be um, counted on, sort of. So we want to begin to change that a little bit. So the effects runs I continue up and down for the family. As a man becomes a father, he begins to reassess his experience with his own father, something that um, we'll do today, Ray and I, often realizing uh, sharp points of conflict that has come over the years. So fatherhood is a big one in our thoughts today. Many men later in life find ways to reconcile with their fathers as they watch their own sons 
move through natural stages of development. So whatever stage we're in, whatever age we're in, whether father's living or dead, um, we're going to get into um, what that is and eventually a new notion of manhood. Okay. So, um, um, but you, you know, looking back or knowing what I know of you, you're, you know, you were an admiration of your dad. Like you played the horn, your dad played the horn, you mimicked your dad in, in, a, in a way of um, more of, you know, passion and, um, I did not have that at all. Yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't really dig my dad. I thought my dad was kind of a pussy. My mom had more dick than my dad. You know, and my dad was he was a real like kind of boastful dude and uh um a liar, you know. He said he was he said he was part of the German downhill ski team. He said he was – I mean he would come up with these ones where you just look at him. Even as a child, I'd look at him and go, I ain't buying it, you know. And um, that's a weird thing to have and remember when you were a kid. And it kind of put me out, you know, away from him. I sought other, other father figures as a child even, yeah. you know, in the neighborhood like Will Davis and such. But um, I and then my, my dad had other sides to him also. Were you know, and it's funny because you know, I when I look at what I have done or haven't done, there's a lot of um, sometimes you're not even conscious of of mimicking. Mm. You know, you you're doing the same fucking thing, and you're not even aware of it. You know, and I I've definitely suffered from that and that's definitely been brought out into the light like as far as lying and and other things in relationship too yeah you know so that's a a tough thing to swallow and a tough thing to look at yeah 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 and um let's see was your your father was an immigrant wasn't it was he he's german yeah both uh, parents were german both parents were did he come from germany your father yeah, but they met in New York. He was from Germany. He got ostracized by his family. He was like, you oh, know, yeah. the black sheep kind of thing. Yeah. So, but his dad, excuse me, his dad was a dentist, you know, and um, he fo- followed a little bit in his dad's footsteps where he became, you know, well, he became a dental technician. Like he made partials and false yeah. teeth and stuff like that. But, you know, me and my brothers, you know, no interest in any of that kind of thing. So... You know, it ended yeah. with him. And then supposedly he had another fucking family, you know, prior to my mom, where I have another half-brother named Ray. You know, how, Hey, Dad, how's that going? <laughs> Dad, you want to tell me about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I even hit him up on it once or twice, and he said, I don't want to talk about it. You know, that was his thing. Mm. So it's like I got to really, like when you, when you said fathers, I was like, ah, Fuck, mm. you know, and that's something I have to face in me. Yeah, but see, it'd be interesting at this time in life for you. Um, I kind of wish he was alive, so we we right. could we could um, you know make some amends or make some inroads. I mean, now I'm capable of it. Then uh, in my youth, I, I wasn't, you know, at all. 
I mean, I remember when my dad came over once. I told you the story. He came over to visit me because my other brothers weren't around or something like that. But I was the one who would call him out on, on the stuff. You know, that was kind of my role in the family or whatever. And he was telling me how he had quit smoking, yet he um, smoked five cigarettes <laughs> right mm-hmm. there. Like that. So tell me about this, you know, smoking and quitting and, you know, that you had a heart attack or two. He had three heart attacks in two years or something and um, died. And um, while he was telling me about his quitting smoking, he, he smoked uh, five Capri cigarettes within an hour. Mm. And that's yeah. my dad's message, you know. I remember my dad telling me that I'll be lucky if I can afford Stouffer's when I'm, when I'm adult, mm. when I was a little kid. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Remember those ST's rockets? You don't remember those, do you? Yeah. They were like these rockets. They had A, B, C, and D engines. They were just, you know, gunpowder essentially, and you you ignited them um, electrically off a battery, and they would just, you know, you had a launch pad, whole deal, and we were all into the ST's rockets when we were little. We were like seven, eight. You know, you'd build these little rockets. You'd go launch them with your dad. Parachute, go chase it, you know, for God knows how long. Hopefully it didn't wind up in a tree. Anyway, a friend of um, ours, uh, Bob, he built the Saturn V, which was like a – we were building rockets, you know, 14 inches, 16 inches. He built the Saturn V, which is, you know, the one that I think first went into orbit. I forget. But um, awesome rocket, you know, three-foot, decorated, you know, USA on the side, whole nine yards, two-stage rocket too. One engine, mm-hmm. boom, second engine. Anyway, so um, we were out somewhere, first launching, you know, inaugural launching of the Saturn V for Bob. It just went up and nosedive, just boom, no, you know, dead rocket, killed, right? And my dad looks at him, and he's a kid, and I'm a kid. Bob was like a year older than me. I'm a kid, my older brother's there. My dad looks at him, he goes, another Karsten construction project, because that was his last name. And I remember just feeling like, how the fuck do you say that to a kid who's totally heartbroken? You know what I mean? So that's the – and I see – and I do the same thing. Like I, I can be that way, you know, and I got that from him. Hmm. Well, I, th- I think an issue um, in, la- in years for grown children, grown boys, is as we reassess that well, – and, and you carry a good bit of bitterness from – from that period, but what could today, huh? <laughs> what today, rather than, how can I, how can you let go of the, begin to let go of the bitterness and begin to see, more, get that off your back, sort of, uh, what could help you to see your dad in a way that uh, could help you uh, lower the bitterness threshold? Well, I feel, <clears throat> I mean, I'm just telling stories, but, you know, I have compassion for him now and I have, you know, like a low-grade sadness for him. I feel kind of bad, badly about yeah. how he lived, you know, and that he didn't get, you know, after a heart attack, one, is a little bit of a wake-up call, but, you know, he was just on such a, like his energy was of such where he just had to go and go and go, and I, I have a little bit of the same thing. And um, I see it in myself. But, you know, he would, uh, if an ambulance drove by while we were playing Three Flies Up in the front yard, he'd get in the car and he'd follow the ambulance, yeah. you know. 
And he wasn't, you know, it wasn't because he was a lawyer. It was, <laughs> it was because he wanted to check out stuff. So it's, you know, I, I, feel, um, I feel compassion for him now. Mm-hmm. And I remember how charming he was sometimes and that you, you see the gamut of what he ran and, and how, he, how he ran. You know, and I, then I remember also, you know, I would buy him a shirt every Christmas. And my dad wasn't big on telling you that he loved you or anything like that. But I remember he always used to wear the shirt for family occasions that I bought him. And so that would, like, acknowledge me at some level, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if he knew that I bought it for him, but he always had that shirt. Because he didn't have much, you know, style and taste, but he always, you know, he knew that shirt looked good on him, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's stuff I remember. Okay. For our podcast audience now, as we start to go down the road of father, think of in your own life, whatever situation, if your father's alive for that group, for the group that father's no longer alive, um, we're going to be thoughtful about whatever we're carrying about our fathers at this point. What could we do that could help us, first place, if he's alive, to um, what could we actively do to heal some of the feelings, if we have negative feelings about him? How could we heal it? Really thinking, you know, if he's in another state or he's close by or I will see him at my birthday. or Is there something I could say to him that could begin to heal where I am and see something about him, <clears throat> something a little different. Um, now, for those the fathers are dead, the Ray and I situation, um, they we're carrying different kinds of things about them, and they're carrying things about, I wonder what they thought about their fathers. You know, it's like it's a long chain of people and how they thought about their fathers. Um, I think if we can begin to picture them in a way of, can I now, though I, now they're no, no longer alive, what's the way that could help me? Because you're the one, we're the ones that need the relief of them. How could I, um, how could I begin to look at them in a little different way that might be able to help me if I'm carrying any bitterness about them. So we ask our uh, podcast audience that. And you can remember, you can call in or write in or tweet in or whatever you do and try to come to, as we do this show, what's my relationship with my father right now, living or dead? And And speaking of uh, relationships with... um our audience out there, we super appreciate the contributions that flowed oh, in yeah. from last week. I mean, you know, double what we had and gratitude and love for you all. Appreciate it very, very much and, and keep it coming because we're not going to be here much longer if you don't. So PayPal people, thanks. And thanks a million. And Let's try and make it a million. That would be a good goal. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, for those who want to contribute, you can go to acejimcarolla.com. And uh, click on the PayPal button, and that's how you donate. And Ray's right. It is important that uh, that we keep it up because, uh, 
as as great as this was, we need to show that uh, that we can maintain it and keep the uh, donations coming, and it's not just purely off of uh, off of Adam's show. So, thank you all, everyone, so very much. Uh, please, we don't want to ride Adam's skirt. We want to have our own skirt. Exactly. So please keep it up and uh, a nice plaid one. And that being said, why don't we take a second to hear a little bit from Amazon? Hey, you guys, this is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. And this is a plea because business is business and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now, that's a plea and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. Okay. So we all thank you for your response. Um, and uh, we're very grateful, and we hope we can keep going with it and hope that most of all that you become part of this show if it interests you at all. Um, now, Ray and I have been talking about uh, fathers. Um, let me give uh, some ideas about and development fathers' uh, role. Um, one of the most important and most neglected area about father's role as, as raising of the infant. Now, we don't think of it. We think about it as always mother to do with that. From popular imagination and professional literature, um, it's very scant. I know when I was studying my doctorate, I was studying Winnicott, which was um, a man that thought a lot about um, children and fathers. And, and I remember all that research I would be doing, the, the, the research from father was scant in, in comparison to mother. So scholarly research um, documents mothers most of the time. Motherhood, the impact of child raising, uh, research for fathers, not that much. So the focus for father was on, mostly on changing diapers, teacher conferences, attending sports, sports events, and um, in the psychological context, they appear to have no real Influence. They were they were taking care of all the peripheral things, you know, uh, making it a little easier for mother or something. But as though their role wasn't strong. You see what, what I'm saying? We're trying to bring that out now. Actually, from particularly you people who will be fathers, and um, that the role is is more important than just those peripheral things. There's something in the inner life of the child, the emotional part. A father has to be really there. Um, a big one is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. how um, dad treats mom. Mm. That's effing huge. Yeah. And um, I remember my dad treating my mom not that, you know, I mean, they were copacetic and such, but not, he wasn't that loving, you know, mm. with, with her. And she was more loving. I, I definitely mimicked her more than, than him in that area. Mm. And I remember my dad was kind of, um, when they divorced and such, he'd tell these stories and, you know, he told a lot of stories. But he was kind of a misogynist, you know. And, um, and I got that. And to see that and where it comes from. And I, I feel bad. Like when I would hear him tell a story about a woman or something of that nature or like, they're all this, you know, we do that cliche crap, you know, mm -hmm. they're all the same and da 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 da, you know, everybody's heard it. And I just remember being really sad when he would say stuff like that. Mm -hmm. 
But then I see, you know, how I've been in, in relationship, and I go, oh, "Jesus, it's very similar." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like no, and it's it's embarrassing. It really is. I mean, unless it's just brought out in the light, the more often you get to see it or or witness it, I mean, it can change. But I mean, you know, I've taken I've taken it down some pretty dark roads. Yeah, and you know. I, you know, the, so dad's role in that kind of stuff. I mean, you, you're taking it in and it's, it's, you're going to have it. Right. All right. So Ray, Ray brings up an important point, the relationship of the parents. And what did you hear in that? So podcast people thinking of your parents now, we're assuming we're all adults. Um, and what did you hear between f- father and mother? And did you take a role one way or the other? Did you try to, if, if it was negative material, did you try to get between them? Did, did there, if they were fighting, did it scare you? And what did you do with it? Did you talk to anybody? Did you talk to them? Did you talk to a brother or in the family or a teacher at home? So the point that Ray brought up is a very important one as we continue to explore um, the role of a father, but mother and father, that relationship is very important right there. But hasn't father always been kind of a big deal? I mean, I think it would be. I don't know. I don't know why it took second, you know, second class or backseat to mom. I mean, I get the mom thing with the breasts and the mammal and all that kind of thing. And I get the dad being more of a reptile and, and such, but dad's a huge deal. Big big deal. I mean, I I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, like I didn't I didn't get dad satisfaction. I didn't get that kind of, you know, bond. So you know, I I did seek other father figures, and mm-hmm. it was strong. I remember yeah. it being strong because I always remember that I thought I could beat up my dad when I was like nine, <laughs> which isn't a good feeling. Like he wasn't a he wasn't a protector. You know what I mean? He didn't have mm-hmm. that to him and that kind of scared me mm-hmm. i remember being afraid that oh if the shit goes down we got to find somebody else to help us because this isn't going to work out right. like my mom was a badass but you know who can't beat up a woman kind of thing you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that that physical um being you know i remember you know, passing or like being on the 101 freeway coming back from Zuma when you're a little kid and when Hell's Angels counted and going by the Hell's Angels and just being fucking petrified and you're sitting in there with your three brothers that are, you know, three, six, nine, and 11 and um, your dad's talking some shit about the Hell's Angels like, really, dad? Because we're fucking dead, you know? <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. That's a very another good point that Ray's bringing up about one of the major roles of father. Maybe above them all is protection, um, and that that the family and we're talking about mostly father and son, but that they really feel a sense of protection, not just um, uh, the bullies of the world or uh, that too. But that a general like a baseline, sense. a baseline protection. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's something there. Mm-hmm. You know that, and it's reliable. 
and it's consistent. Right. I'm gonna start to cry. I'm kidding. Well, you have you know you have a lot of you have a lot of feeling that's mostly coming out in joking and laughing. But I wonder, you you know, you must also feel another side of it. Oh yeah, it's a profound sadness to it. You know, I mean, I I wanted my dad to be. Like, my dad wasn't into sports or anything like that either, and I was, you know. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have anybody, you know, he could throw a ball and such, but he didn't understand American football, you know, being from Germany. And it was soccer. Like, he took me to a – I even have the um, 1976 uh, – what is it called? Oh, my God. Come on, Gary, help me out. 1976, like when you go to the game, the – Come on, when you get the little pamphlet with all the teams in it, it's like the, the program. <sighs> Thank you. So I'd have the I have the 1976 program from the um, World Cup that I got when I was a little kid with them. Yeah. We went and saw it on closed circuit TV. Yeah. It was just him and I, not my other brothers. So there's definitely a longing there for a connection. Yeah. You know, I definitely miss that. And I remember we went there together, and um, I have that program now. I'll bring it in. Yeah. So a big, big word in Father's role, um, a sense of protection, that, that he's some, he'll be there, and remember, not just physical protection, but that he's, he'll be there, he'll be, have the capacity to understand, um, have a sense of knowing what to do, um, as... So a child, particularly in the early years, and, and, and even more than that, but um, feels a safety, feels like my father can handle this situation. Doesn't have to be violent, doesn't have to scream or holler, but he could handle this. He could take something back. If something went wrong in the restaurant, he wouldn't know how to handle it. He would know what to say. Um, yeah, that's a real important point. And for you podcasters, think of that yourself. Even in family outings of restaurants and different things, how did I feel about my father? Did he know what to do? Did he know where to go? Did he have the directions? Did he have the proper thinking about uh, protection of the family, even as far as food and was what was needed to be taken? And, uh, maps of where to go and so on. See what I mean? I mean, like across the board, he's there. He's really there for me. Um, okay, so we're, we've just begun this. Uh, um, I know that on all my years as a, a therapist, I'm sure I saw uh, couples and families and uh, raising my own children. Um, the exploration of the benefits and possibilities of a father and son relationship and what it means to be a man um, derive almost on a new vision. It's not just the man of the jock man, the man of um, can teach you to be tough or something like that. That's a new vision of masculinity uh, I want to explore in here. Um, and it's just making its debut in the world. And men don't just have to answer up to um, how strong or 
how tough they are, but also their sensitivity to the inner needs of the sun, uh, the emotional needs of the sun, where that is always left to mother. Um, and then also, funny role for a man, he not only um, needs to begin to show the sensitivity of that, but also at the same time to beckon to the, particularly the boy, um, to join the outside world. Mother's forces more to soothe and to protect inwardly and to know what the child needs. But father's has got an important one, which is wooing the child to the outside world. You have to, the, the orbit of mother's nurturing has to be, um, we have, father's got in some way uh, um, lead the child away from just the orbit of the mother's nurturing. That's very important. That needs to be there. The father, in essence, is saying, look, there's something else in the world, kid. You know, I'm going to show you. I'm going to model that you can go out to the world. You could be exceptional in the world. You could be a professional. We don't, well, the mother's force is more an inward force of soothing the father's uh, uh, force. There's names for those two forces, but I can't think of them. Um, Outward, I'll take you out in the world and I'll model you for the world. That's a very big one. And we'll come back to that one. How does the father um, help the son to go into the world, to feel safe in the world, take the challenges and take the daring of um, taking chances in the world rather than staying inward and more of the uh, inward force. Okay, folks, so well, we're coming to the end of our time now. So podcasters, let us know how you feel about this new topic, whether this interests you, and um, what you could bring to uh, something about what you're going through with your father and where you stand with him today and how could things be Made better. This him. is this is one you can't you can't um, you can't say I don't know because everyone had a father, you know, regardless of at what level. Yeah, father or knows of knows of that. That's uh, see, the children have grown up very early. You know, the fathers left very early, um, but fatherness is inside us, no matter if our parents left early or not. Of course, we're seeing it in a world. We're seeing it all around us. We have friends. Stories, televisions, all kinds of things about fathers. And even if our experience with father <clears throat> was a left quite early in our life. Did you ever, did you ever, when you were a kid, like I had a fantasy of like Mick Jagger being my dad. Like I thought that would be the greatest fucking thing ever. Didn't work out. But I, I had fantasies of that nature, you know, like, man, why wasn't Mick Jagger my dad? <laughs> Yeah, we all do have some kind of fantasies, even if it's not at that level of uh, some a big celebrity. But um, some father, some teacher, just as you have experienced, uh, uh, somebody around you. Sometimes teachers can really fit into that role. There are different kind of male figures that can do that. Um, but I know a part is that, that we can go a little further in 
when we come back next time, is his father's role to get the boy into the world, to get him into the professional life, to to um, to um, act as a guide for him to begin to eventually move away just from the inward force of the orbit of nurturing and begin something in the outside world. Okay, so we'll, we'll build on that and we'll ask you how that's been. Did your father help you um, move into the professional world or the world of an adult? Okay, so we'll see you next week, folks. And again, thanks a lot for your response. Bye. One, two, one, two, three, four. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com.
You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.